Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Well, today, I was all prepared to talk to you about how to figure out what your child's anxiety themes are, how to figure out why they're anxious, because a lot of times it's a bit of a mystery. And I had everything totally prepared and done. And then I woke up this morning and something horrific had happened. And for those of you that live in the States, or probably even those that don't, there was a mass shooting in Las Vegas. So if you have little ones in the car, you might not want to listen to this podcast with them because I'm going to be talking about how to talk to our kids about these horrible things that happen. So when big, scary things happen in our world, what do we do with that? So I kind of hummed and hawed and I was like, should I talk about this or should I just go with the thing that's already prepared? I have already done all the work for. And I went on my private Facebook group, which if you don't belong, I will leave a link below because you should belong. It's a great group. And I started to see this thread where all the parents were like, yikes, what do we tell our anxious kids? How are you guys handling the shooting? And then I thought, okay, fine. I need to do it today. So I decided to postpone the theme that I'm going to talk about and talk about this instead, because I feel like this is really relevant and it's really important that I talk about things that can help you in the here and now. So when I woke up and I saw this, you know, I was really taken back. And then I have three kids. If you listen to me at all, you know this. And so all my kids are changing ages. So now my daughter's 14. She just turned 14 this week. And then I have an almost eight-year-old and almost six-year-old. They all change ages at the same time. And so as a parent of three anxious kids, when I, when I wake up and I read a news story like that, first there's like shock, like, oh gosh, I can't believe this happened again. I mean, this is happening more and more frequently. It's really upsetting. And then my next thought is, what do I tell my kids, right? Or should I tell my kids? Now, if you're like me and you have anxious kids, you probably don't have the news on. And if you do, I would advise that you don't. In my house, because my kids are like sponges to whatever is going on in the world, I don't have the TV on. So I get my news through my iPad and mainly I read my news, but I don't, I don't have like CNN or like a news station going on in the background it's kind of a quiet house. I don't really do that necessarily on purpose. It's just the way that it has unfolded in my world. So, but I think the first step is not having all that stuff in the background for your kids in general, because you really want to be able to manage that and manage how your anxious kids receive this information. But I thought today I would go into detail about one, how to talk to your kids about this and how to help your anxious kids cope with these type of tragedies when something happens in our world, whether it's a, a mass shooting or a terrorist activity or a natural disaster that's really overwhelming. I did talk about natural disasters because that was going on in our world. I talked about that in episode, episode 33 when I was talking about storms, but I think there's a very specific way to go about this when we're talking about mass tragedies like this, because 
it's hard for all of us. I mean, I know when I see anything like that in the news, I start to feel really unsafe. I feel unsafe in the world. And then it's funny because then I start to try to figure out how that couldn't happen to me and where I live and what I do. And I think that's like human nature where we're like, okay, well, I'm not in Las Vegas, so that couldn't have happened to me. And I don't go to a festival at night, so that couldn't happen to me. We try to figure out how can we separate ourselves. And the interesting thing is I decided I was going to tell my 14-year-old. So my two little ones, I wasn't going to talk to them. And I'll go into detail about why and my thoughts on that, even though this might be a little bit too late for you because this won't go out until tomorrow, which will be Tuesday. And today is Monday, October 2nd. And this is the day that you're going to have to probably deal with this issue because it just happened last night. If you listen to this in um, real time. So my 14 year old comes down and all three of them have anxiety on some level or another. And so I said to her, come over here. I said, I want to tell you that something scary happened in Las Vegas. And so I told her like the basic scenario that there was a shooting and a lot of people died. It was at a concert and she did exactly what I normally do. So she was like, Oh, well, what time did it happen? Oh, it happened in Las Vegas. And like, she started to separate herself from it. She started to say like, okay, well, well, good thing we don't live in Las Vegas. And it's a good thing we, we wouldn't go to a concert at night. Oh, it was a country concert. Well, we don't listen to country music. No offense to those that do. <laughs> so that we wouldn't have been there. And she started to do some separation, which is sadly a good coping mechanism to try to remove yourself from the possibility of it happening, even though it can happen to anyone at any time. And we did have to have that conversation, you know, that these things can happen, but we can't control them. We can only control our day to day. So let's go into when, and if you talk to your kids, and then we'll talk about specifics about how to talk to them. Cause I'm kind of jumping the gun and talking about my own life per usual. And I want to talk about your life and how it's relevant to you. So for starters, if you have anxious kids at home, so I'm talking about anxious kids. I mean, this goes for probably any kid and it's probably relevant to any kid. But if you have a child that is struggling with anxiety, I would say if you have a younger kid, I wouldn't tell them about these horrific things, especially if they didn't happen in your own community, unless they're going to find out about it by their peers. So I have a six-year-old. She's almost six. She'll be six next month. I don't need to sit down with her and talk about this because she may or may not hear about it at school. She's in kindergarten. And so when they're really little, I suggest to parents in my therapy practice that they wait and they see what their kids hear in class and on the playground. So my seven-year-old, who's almost eight, like in a week, he's in second grade. So he may or may not hear about it as well. And so I think once you are getting into like fourth, fifth grade, and definitely once you're in like sixth and older, they're going sixth grade and older, they're going to hear about it. And so sometimes it's better to beat the other kids to the punch and talk to your child. Like I did with my 14 year old. I wanted her to hear it from me at home so that I can frame it in a way that would be okay before she would hear it at school. And kids tend to just go right to the graphic information. And so I didn't want that to happen to her. I wanted her to have a time. I wanted her to have some time to process it at home before she went to school today. But I didn't tell my two little ones. There's a big likelihood that they're not going to hear about it at school. 
So when they come home today, if they say anything, then I'll process that with them and I'll start with what they know. So in general, when we're talking about to tell or not to tell our kids about horrific things that happen, one, if it's not in your general, so if it's in your general area, if it happened in your city, you're going to have to talk to all of your kids because they're going to hear about it. It's going to be impacting people on a very personal level. They might even have people that they know who were involved in it. So if something tragic happens in your community, you do need to sit down with your children and talk to them in a group and don't wait. But even though I'm in Arizona, which is not that far away from Vegas, it's not in our community. And so I opted to just tell my oldest and wait until this afternoon and see what happens with my two little ones. And I'll tell you next week how that goes, because <laughs> maybe that's bad. Maybe they're going to come home and they're going to be like, have all this information. But I would rather err on the side of being cautious because my son, my middle child is incredibly anxious and he would take this information and he would stew on it and ruminate and it would become part of his anxiety for months, months and months. And so I'd rather gamble and say, let me see if he hears about it or not. And then if he does, I will talk about it. But if he doesn't, that's good. So for starters, you want to protect your kids' ears. So especially if you have little kids, turn off the news. And even with my older child, I'm not going to have CNN on while they're home. Even though I'm interested in finding out what's happening, I'm going to read about it. And so be careful with what images your child sees. You can't control what they hear at school or with teachers. Sometimes teachers even give a little bit too much information because they don't realize that maybe there's a sensitive, anxious kid who really can't handle even the slightest bit of information. You know, I mean, every child would have a hard time with this kind of information, but the anxious kid will take it and they will generalize it to their own life and to their own safety and security. And so it gets filed away and it gets filed away for months and months and it becomes, it can become an ongoing issue. So you can do your part by not giving your child any visual images that will get filed away in their brain because the anxious brain is very visual. And so they can't get images out of their brain often. It gets stuck. And so you don't want to have any of those images in their head. So be aware and don't have any news on where your child can, can watch. The next thing that I think is important is if it didn't happen in your area, and this is going to sound a little callous, but for an anxious child, and even for you, maybe as an anxious parent, this is a coping mechanism that needs to happen, or it can be very helpful when you do it, is to separate yourself from the tragedy. So children with anxiety and just children in general, they tend to personalize everything and they have a skewed perspective. So if they hear that, you know, 50 people, or I don't know, the total right now is like 58 people have died and 500 people are wounded, like crazy big numbers. They will feel like there's danger, like right outside of their home. And so sometimes it's helpful to get a map out and show them how far away that happened from where they live. It's a little bit of sugar coating, but in reality, these horrible things happen. And yes, they can happen at any time and any place, but normally it, you know, so many tragedies happen, but really they tend to happen somewhere else. Now, 
Granted, obviously it can happen in our neck of the woods. I'm not naive and you shouldn't be either, but it does help our children cope with it a little bit better to say, look, here we are, even for me, here we are in Arizona, six hours away. This happened in Vegas. That's very far away. Also, sometimes to help with perspective, I'll say to kids, how many people do you think live in America? You know, and I'll look it up. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'll look it up and I'll find out how many people are maybe in, in Nevada. And out of all, out of all those people who lived in Nevada, you know, 560 or whatever final number it will be by the time this podcast is live, 600 out of whatever thousands and thousands of people. So you kind of want to give some perspective of, even though that's a lot of people, it's a small amount compared to how many people are even in Vegas. You could have even been in Vegas and you could have been just down the street and nothing would have happened to you. It was just that street and just those people that were at that concert. And even though that's a lot of people, what you're trying to do is show them the odds of it happening to them are very small. So even though we hear these horrific things, really you have a better chance of winning the lottery or getting struck by lightning than being in a mass shooting. Even though when we hear them, we think, oh my gosh, that could be us next. Really, statistically, it's very small. And that helps. I mean, that helps my anxiety. And um, you know, it, it will help your child's anxiety to know, yeah, it's the wrong place at the wrong time, but the odds of it happening are so small. So that's another way to help reframe it. And again, you really only have to reframe it if your child has been aware of the situation. And if you have an older child, you don't really want to cocoon them. You want to kind of have that dialogue before other people have it for you. Now, another thing that you can do, there, well, there's two other things I want to mention. One is scour the news for those feel-good stories that are hidden behind because there's always good stories about somebody who went above and beyond and did something miraculous to save somebody else or help somebody else. And so look for those stories. Sometimes it's after the fact, you know, what people do to help other people who have been victims. But sometimes I'll look for the news and I'll find something that is uplifting in the sadness. And I'll read the article or the video, I'll watch the video and I'll make sure that there's nothing graphic in there. And then I will talk about that component with my kids or with the kids I work with in my practice and talk about how amazing mankind is, you know, that there's a sprinkle of horrible people out there that do things that don't make any sense to us, but there's a great amount of people who pull together in these crises and help strangers because we have that human nature to help other people. And so that sprinkle of unstable, unkind, evil people in the world are so small in comparison to the amazing people that come out of the woodwork to help other people during a crisis. And you want to highlight that for your child by finding a story like that and saying, look, here's an example of that. You know, this person went above and beyond to save another person. And so you're highlighting the good in humanity instead of sitting with the grossness that is what happened, if that makes any sense at all. It's hard, you know, and you don't, you don't want to sugarcoat things, but you also, you want your child to have faith in mankind and have faith in our world and the world that we live in. And even if you're not, because maybe it's triggering your own anxiety or your own darkness about where this world is headed, 
you know, we don't want to convey that to our kids because they can't handle that. And so you have to watch how you talk to your partner or your friends or your family during this time or how they talk to you in front of your kids, because you don't want to change their perspective on the world. You know, you always want to have hope and you want to have belief in the goodness of people. And there's so much good in the world that when these things happen, they overshadow that and they paint a world of doom and darkness and ugliness that isn't. There's so much beauty, but yeah, we're going to highlight on the negative when it happens because it's so horrific and we should, but it can give our kids a skewed perspective on life that, you know, the world is crazy and that it, the world is a very scary place and it's not a safe place. And while that is true, a lot of the time, there's also a lot of goodness. So you want to highlight that for your kids through news stories and through how you talk as well. So on that note, my last, my last suggestion is action. So inaction really doesn't do much. And we don't really want to sit in our homes and be scared of the next shooting and not want to go places because we're so afraid that there's like another madman, which, you know, my anxiety is like, well, you know, but no one wants to live that way. And we can't live that way. So you want to teach your kids to, to move into action when these horrible things happen and you as a family can move into action. And so kids want to do something. They want to help anxious kids, especially they're so kind hearted. So if your children are already aware of this happening, so if they're not aware, please don't do this because it's like opposite of what I'm telling you, (laughs) but if they already know about it and they want to do something to help, a lot of anxious kids will say, well, what can I do to help? And you want to feel like you can help. You can't take away the tragedy, but there are so many things that you can do as a family to contribute. So either, you know, depending on what the tragedy is in this case, you know, I don't know. A lot of times going to Red Cross, the Red Cross website and looking at what you can do to help is a good thing. Or um, a lot of times you can go to GoFundMe.com. Is it GoFundMe.com? Is that the website? Probably. So you can go to GoFundMe and you can find a family that maybe has been hurt by this tragedy and you can donate um, and you can show your child, Hey, this is one way we can help. We can, we can offer money to the families of these victims, or we can write letters to people in the hospital, or we can send like flowers or gifts to people who are in the hospital. You can find out what hospital a lot of these people are in and you can give them, you know, anonymously gifts to, you know, put in their room, anything like that can help a child feel like there's something that they can do to make a difference that they don't just have to sit around and be sad, but they can do something to help. And what that does is it makes them feel better. This horrible tragedy happened and there are a sprinkle of horrible people out there that do horrible things, but I'm not one of those people in the rest of the world. They're not those type of people. And we all pull together and we come together to do good things when bad things happen to show that there is still um, goodness in this world. And that's what we want to show our kids. So sad topic, sad thing to talk about, but I thought it would be good to pause what I normally would talk about and have a discussion with you on how to help your anxious kids. And I think it's normal for anxious kids to be a little bit more clingy during this time when they read or see something in the news as scary as that. And it's good to remind them 
that nothing bad has happened in their town. And so like I would say to my children, if they were having a hard time, I would say nothing bad has happened in Phoenix. This shooting did not happen in our entire city and nothing happened in Arizona. Nothing happened in our entire state. Our state is safe right now. Nothing bad has happened. And so you kind of want to highlight the distance if you don't live in Nevada. And for those of you that live in Nevada, you obviously can't do that. And I, I'm sorry about that, but then you want to highlight, you know, this did not happen on our block. This did not happen on our street. This did not happen in our neighborhood. So you just want to highlight the distance and you want to help your kids focus on the here and now. And so, you know, we don't know, and this is going to sound totally counterintuitive to an anxious kid, but it actually is kind of my anxiety approach in general is we don't know what could happen. You know, I could go and trip on the sidewalk tomorrow and something bad can happen to me. Is that likely to happen? No. But do I know if that can happen or not? I don't know. Like in life, there is doubt and we don't know. We can't be 125% certain that bad things won't happen to us in any way, in any capacity. And, you know, when we hear these news stories, they're horrible and they're very upsetting, but we don't know day to day what good or bad can happen in our day and in our world and in our life. And that's why it's just so important to focus on our happiness right now, focus on our health right now and our loved ones right now, and that we have each other and everything in our world is going okay right now. And so we are all okay. We all have each other. We have our home. We have our school. We have our jobs. And nothing in our world has changed right now. And so we are all okay. And you want to celebrate every day because that's all you have. You know, you only know that today is today and today is good. Nothing bad has happened today. And we're going to live today at our fullest. We're going to appreciate each other. We're going to love each other. We're going to enjoy our food. We're going to enjoy our company. We're going to enjoy the fun things that we're doing together. We're going to enjoy learning. We're going to enjoy the cat, (laughs) even though the cat's not that enjoyable most of the time, but we're going to enjoy that fluffy feline because we can, because that's all we can do. That can sound like a really maybe negative perspective, but actually can be very uplifting because we really can't predict any of our security or our future safety, but we can predict that in this moment we're doing okay right now. And so a little mindfulness never hurt nobody. So I hope that your family is doing okay. I hope none of you were impacted by this directly. And if you were, um, I am sending you out my love and I hope that your family is okay. So until next time, I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday about what I was supposed to talk to you today about, which is how to figure out what your child is anxious about if it's a mystery. Stay tuned and I will talk to you next Tuesday. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.